you, but when I first met you, I was like, ah, okay, so this is Aziz from Tunisia. He likes math. Okay, <laughs> so those are like labels that help me like to remember person. I'm not gonna party with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna invite him for beers, but <laughs> maybe I'll ask him if I need help. Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of the podcast Next to Me. With me is a very special guest, Aziz. How are you? Hi everybody, I'm fine. And you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, where are you from, Aziz? I'm from uh, Tunisia, mm -hmm. from North Africa. Yeah. And um, what can you tell me a little bit about Tunisia? It's um, actually, it's a really small country. Uh, We're kind of close to Europe, so I don't. We don't have that much difference in cultures and stuff. Not not like you. You uh -huh. come from Mexico, so you kind of feel um, lost here sometimes. Yeah. We don't really have that, but it's a really small co country. Really beautiful. We have beautiful beaches. Mm -hmm. and yeah, you can spend a really nice time in there if you go. Hopefully next summer. <laughs> yeah, I hope I can go. I can go soon. Like, how is the weather in there? Is it uh, super sunny, super hot? Actually, it's kind of similar to the weather in where you come from, in, in Mexico. Mexico. But sometimes it gets uh, really hot because of uh, global warming, you know. Like last summer we had days with um, 50 degrees. Oof. Yeah, like a couple of days, 50 degrees where no one could go out. We just had to stay home. Everybody had to stay home. You can't even go to the beach with, when it's 50 degrees because you're gonna get like second degrees burn from Oof. the sun. Yeah, yeah. So Tunisia is close to Italy, no? Yeah, like we have, we just have the sea between us, ah, okay. like the Mediterranean Sea. And do you yeah. have like a lot of Italian people coming to Tunisia or a lot of Tunisian go to Italy or not so much? Uh, we used to before. Like before when the tourism in there was good, like we used to have a lot of European uh, tourists to come to Tunisia, especially French, especially French tourists. But um, like with the revolution happening and like the terrorism and all the problems and stuff, like people had this kind of bad idea about Tunisia, a bad, a bad um, image. image, yeah, built up in their mind. So they... They stopped coming. They were scared, which is not true. Like they shouldn't be scared because no, I, I have seen, um, yeah, some problems that caused a lot more damage in Europe than in Tunisia, like some attacks or stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so they stopped coming. And, um, and what do you think about that? It's really sad, actually, because it's a really beautiful country. And yeah. I imagine I've seen pictures. And uh, which which language do you speak in Tunisian? Because it's an Arabic country, no? Like it's it's an Arabic part of country. the Maghreb, no? Yeah, uh, we speak Arabic. Mm -hmm. So in school, when we go to school, like in the country, we speak Tunisian. Mm -hmm. So Tunisian is an Arabic dialect that doesn't really look like Arabic because we have Arabic words, we have French words, we have some made-up stuff. It's a mix. That, yeah, it's a mixture between a lot of um, dialects and languages and stuff like that. So we have that, we speak Tunisian in the street, but the official language is Arabic. Mm -hmm. And the second official language is French. 
Oh, really? So, yeah. So in school, they teach us Arabic and French since the beginning. That's so cool. And then in the third year, we start learning English. So, yeah. So in the school, you learn Arabic, French and English. Yeah, in the primary school. So, for example, once you once you graduated high school, mm -hmm. you're supposed to know three languages. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have an optional language that you can take in high school. So you can like German or basics. Spanish yeah, I took whatever. I took German. But you took German. I took German, but it was so hard, so I changed it to art. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, can you tell me a little bit about the Tunisian food? Because one time you gave me some because. We like spicy food. Yeah. We're yeah. from countries that we like yeah. spicy food. Yeah. And one time you gave me a can that is called, like, it's like a sauce that is called harissa. Yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah, yeah, I love spicy food. I'm from Mexico. Yeah. And you gave it to me and I was drunk when I tried it. It was <laughs> extremely good for me, but I didn't feel so much the spiciness. And I remember I started to use it, use it, use it in, in my food. And every time I used to put more, more, more. But then I was like, Oof, this is extremely spicy. Yeah. Super delicious, but extremely spicy. Yeah, we do have a lot of spicy food in there. And that that's not really spicy what I gave you because <laughs> I didn't get it like from the good places, like yeah. really good places where they do the spicy stuff. Mm -hmm. The hrits the are really good. But yeah, we do have a lot of spicy food. We do eat a lot of spicy and a lot of uh, oils and like oily stuff and fat. Yeah. yeah, so it's not really healthy in there, but you can cook healthy, but like sometimes my mother or stuff, she cooks like traditional dishes, but in a healthy way. But yeah, uh, like normally it's not really healthy, but it's really, really, really tasty. Yeah, I guess like really all the greasy food is always super yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. In Mexico is the same. You can see you go everywhere and every, almost all of the food is super greasy, but it's... For yeah, me, that's the best it. food yeah. in the world. It's you know? the best food in the world. Like. And you make a lot of uh, olive oil, no? Yeah, yeah, a mm. lot. We used a lot. Like we produce it in Tunisia. Mm. We're known for olives. Yeah, I used yeah. to have a roommate. You knew him, Mehrez. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And he told me that he had like uh, like places where how's yeah. it called like uh, like vineyards of olives or what? Like uh, where he where he produces the olive yeah. oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, know, oh, that's we weird. We call no? it in English, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. It's, It's any vegetable you need, like st some uh, yeah. some uh, like to, field uh -huh. field to produce it in, like to I don't know, I yeah. don't know how it's called. To harvest them, yeah, 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 kind of. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's spicy food, good weather, so it's a little bit similar to to, to Mexico. Mexico, no? Yeah, and you have a lot of uh, like beaches, no? Like we sand have, and, like, and we, ocean and stuff like, like that. Yeah, we have the ocean like from the front and the and the side so uh so yeah we have a lot of coast and yeah we have a lot of beaches and we have a lot of beautiful beaches like some beaches that even me uh -huh. as a native sometimes i don't know them oh, okay it's a small like it's ones. a really small country yeah. my country is really small and especially that we come between algeria and libya that are really huge and we are in there like their little baby brother <laughs> So yeah, we're a really small country, but still we have many hidden places, and many hidden uh, like stuff, beautiful like places. even natives from there. Sometimes like they don't, they live, they spend all their lives in there and they don't know it, which is kind of sad, but yeah. yeah. And one thing that is interesting is that Africa has, uh, like the whole continent has this big stereotype that everything is a desert. Mm -hmm. 
like everything is sand and extremely hot like, weather and stuff like that yeah if I you mean, look at my country like the map like uh, it's like most of it is uh not most of it but a big part of it is uh desert mm. i come from the desert mm -hmm. like i come from the south my f my father's family comes from there my mother doesn't i was born in the capital but my father's family comes from the s deep south from tunisia from tatawin it's called yeah mm -hmm. it's where we actually have the star wars movie oh yeah. that's so cool yeah. so for people that don't know it i also didn't knew it until i met asis mm -hmm. so in the first star wars movie there's this planet called tatooine And in Tunisia is where they recorded that scene of uh, Luke's uh, yeah. Luke's family lives in there with their houses. Yeah. And like I'm a Star Wars fan, so I got extremely excited, and I'm dying to visit <laughs> that place. And the place where I was born is called uh, Tatawin too. Tatawin. Yeah. Ah, so they based yeah, they based on, on that I thing. think so. But I that's super interesting, maybe. and that's not like a common knowledge thing, you know. Like yeah. even me, that I'm a big Star I'm Wars sorry. fan, I didn't yeah. know that. And um, what can you tell me about the religion that you have in there? You're like uh, you have Islam, no? Yeah, it's a Muslim country. Mm -hmm. Like we have some other religions, but mostly Muslims. Most mostly Islam, mm -hmm. and even like it's written in the uh, the law, like the law, like where there is all the rules and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we call it in English, but it's written that Tunisia is a is a is a a. F, a f, a federal country uh -huh. which which uh, uh, whose religion ah, in the constitution the, is, yeah in the constitution yeah it's written that tunisia's um that our religion is islam the official religion ah, in okay. tunisia yeah. yeah what about mexico uh in mexico there's no official religion most of the people i think like 90% of the persons are uh, catholics uh -huh. but uh it's not that like you can be, like it's allowed to believe in whatever you want and there's not an official a religion in Mexico. We also we also believe to uh, allowed to believe yeah, in whatever we yeah. want. Yeah. And uh, Mexico is, I think, the second biggest country with uh, more Catholics. I think it's Brazil and then Mexico. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, so a lot of Catholic Catholics. Christians in there. Ah, okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I read that uh, Tunisia is the only Muslim country that is fully democratic. No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, kind of. We're kind of fully democratic, uh, since the revolution that we talked about. Like mm -hmm. we, we had a new, uh, a whole new thing going on after, uh, after uh, putting down the dictator. When was the, the revolution? It was in 2011. Like ah, okay, ago. so yeah, yeah, so, it's recent. Yeah. I was. 11 years old mm. I was really happy because I didn't have go to go to school for two <laughs> weeks I swear I was really happy I didn't know what was going on so yeah, yeah. I was yeah I don't have to go to school yeah. I must stay home but yeah since we put him down like he flew it only took two weeks actually it was really uh, fast and like he flew uh, away he flew to uh, Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and like since then like we had a new uh Um, a new system going on, kind of the um, like parliament system where the people they choose who will represent them, mm -hmm. like which party. And before it was a dictatorship. Them. Yeah, yeah. And then like they choose who will represent them, and they like they form the parliament. They choose the the government, and they also like the the parliament chooses the government, and the people choose the parliament mm -hmm. and the president. 
the president doesn't cool. have yeah. a lot of functions. Yeah, parliamentary system. Yeah, yeah parliamentary and, system. Uh, but a lot of countries like inspire from Tunisia, right? From yeah. the revolution. Yeah, Libya and Egypt and Syria. Like th- we, it's not that they inspired from us, but they did it right after we did ours. Like sadly, it didn't work well for most of them. Mm-hmm. Like they had some wars going on afterwards. But yeah, we started ours and then it started in the other countries and I hope like everybody gets well soon, like all the countries. Yeah, that the situation come. improves. Because Syria was really beautiful uh, before all that happened, like it was really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Libya was really nice too and Egypt. They, uh, have you, have you Egypt is going, uh, is, is going better now. No, ah, okay. sadly no. But Egypt is getting better now. And Libya too, and I think Syria. Um, I'm not really informed about it, but yeah. yeah. And um, one thing that uh, interests me a lot is that in the Muslim countries, you do in a certain season something that is called Ramadan, right? Yeah. That for you might be the most normal thing in the world, like to do it. Yeah. I didn't know anything know about it, it yeah. before I met you. And can you explain, like, what is Ramadan? So it's a month in the Islamic calendar. Mm-hmm. Not the normal calendar. Okay. So the, What's the, Islamic, the difference? Uh, the difference between the Islamic calendar and the a normal calendar is, I don't know, like a couple of days. I don't know, like 10 days. I'm not sure about how many days difference there is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of always switching. So they're not okay. always in the same frame of time. Ah, okay, okay. That's why Ramadan, uh, yes, uh, like last year it was uh, at X day of may mm-hmm. the the year after it's gonna be um at x minus 10 day from like 10 days before and it goes backwards each year 10 days 10 days yeah, 10 yeah. and it does the the cycle the whole cycle in 33 years mm-hmm. it's a month where you need to go like you go back like let's say we you go back to god mm-hmm. and um you don't eat during the day you don't drink um uh, You don't drink no water, nothing, and you don't eat from so you, sunset, you, uh, sunrise to sunset. You fast for the you whole day. You fast for the whole day, sunset to sunrise, uh, sunrise to sunset, and it's like traditionally you'd uh, like meet up with the whole family in the night to eat together, like a feast. Yeah, kind of each day. And it's really good when you do it in a in a Muslim country because the all the all the people are doing it, and it's a special. It's a special Yeah, you month. feel like more like, okay, everybody's in need. Yeah, you know, like. and even when you go out at night, like the, the children are playing till two in the morning, the people are in the coffee shops and stuff till like late at night and mm-hmm. like everybody's... And it lasts one month. Something. Yeah, it's a special month. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And you fast every day? Every day, yeah. Until, from the sunrise until the sunset? Yeah, yeah. And is it hard? Like yeah, I you imagine, get you know? used to it. I mean, I guess you get used to it, but... Now it's not hard anymore. For you? It, it was hard this year because I had a lot to do. It wasn't during uh, like the semester and I had some exams coming up and I had to work and stuff. But normally, um, you know, when you're at home and not doing much, it's not really that hard. But yeah. when you like, need to focus and to work, it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be working and uh, studying and doing stuff and doing Ramadan that's mm-hmm. the whole the, the real challenge because God put Ramadan so that we can feel uh, so that we can feel how the um, poor people uh, live like mm-hmm. so that we can feel for them so that we can understand how they feel and like 
a, a little bit of compassion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from what age are you supposed to start doing it? Like, I mean, like, from even though uh, it when puberty. you're 10 or something, right? Puberty. Hmm. After puberty. Like 14, 13, Kinda. 15. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, like I told you that for you, it's something like probably super normal. Yeah. But for me, it was uh, something like super interesting to hear, you know? And then I experienced you like doing it. And yeah. I was like, damn, like that's, that looks super difficult, you know? Yeah. Because... Maybe the part of not eating food might be hard, but after maybe, I don't know, uh, four days yeah. or something, okay, you get used to it. Like, not to drink water, yeah. that's difficult. Especially also going out with friends and stuff, like, it becomes kind of annoying in a sense. And do you feel a little bit disrespected when you go out and people are, like, eating no. or drinking or something like that? No, I'm not. Yeah. Everybody does what he wants. Like, yeah. it's not you're not supposed to care about me. Like, I chose not to eat. I chose yeah, yeah. to do it. Like, you're not supposed to That's stop cool. eating just yeah. before uh, because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like, imagine I'm I'm eating like as like I don't know a pasta or pizza or whatever. And okay, like, I swear. Like. Yeah. I, I'm not bothered by food actually so that maybe that's why <laughs> but maybe if we go to play football or something like that and I'm drinking water <laughs> you'll be like oh, damn it uh, <laughs> and so you moved to Germany from Tunisia mm -hmm. but I know that you used to live in, in France first yeah can you tell me like about your story of from Tunisia to France and then France to okay. to Munich yeah. okay that's quite a funny story um, so yeah, I started, um, like I had my, uh, abitua, my baccalaureate exam in mm -hmm. Tunisia at the age of 18. And like before passing the exam, taking the exam, like I, um, applied for universities in France to study uh, medicine, but mm -hmm. I only did it. Like you never know. And then like I was decided when I was, uh, close to the results and stuff, I decided that I'm going to go to Germany to study, uh, like, um, informatics. Okay. But then when I was, uh, when, after I had my, uh, uh, baccalaureate exam and I passed it and stuff, uh, I started uh, studying German, like learning the German language. And I started prepping all my papers and stuff to apply for the visum to Germany. Mm -hmm. I started doing all that. And then like one day, It was exactly like this. One day I was uh, going come, uh, going home from class, German class, mm -hmm. and my mom came to pick me up. And like we went to some store, she had to pick up uh, some stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I was in the car, she was uh, like, and she was in the store. I opened my phone, just checking like that. I got an email and it was a French uh, university that replied. That and they said, uh, yeah, they accepted me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so at that moment, I didn't know what to do because I was already studying German, learning German, and and damn it, it was Paris. <laughs> it was Paris. I had to go there, yeah. you know. <laughs> But you're already, Even though you're, already, I didn't... you're already new friends, like French, right? Uh, in sorry. that point yeah yeah even when i went to paris and i spoke french to some people like they didn't really believe that i came from tunisia because ah, you have a good french yeah but that's because we were used to speak french in my family and we had a lot of uh, kind of french friends and stuff so yeah and um like yeah my mom went to pick up the things i had that email and It was a big like boom in my mind. What what am I gonna do? I had to think about it, like for three, four, or five days. I was thinking. I talked to all my family, and they uh, all wanted me to do medicine. Uh -huh. But I still wasn't sure. 
And yeah, so at the last moment, like I just took the decision. I just thought to myself, I'm going to do medicine. If it doesn't work, I'm going to go back, uh, go to Germany, go back to informatics. But if it works, uh, you never know. And like, because if I don't take it, I'm going to spend the rest of my life saying like, what if I took that? Yeah. What if I did that? So I did it. It didn't work. It didn't work out. Like I didn't like it. And uh, it was a bad experience uh -huh. from the studying part. It was a really good experience from the from Paris living part. In Paris. Living in Paris. It was really nice. What do you think about Paris? Uh, it's a really a beautiful city. country. Uh, a beautiful city. I really love the city. Mm -hmm. I really love the vibe in there. I really love the everything. But I don't like living there. Yeah. I don't really like it. Do you think I, maybe it's more like a visit, uh, like a visit city? Like, yeah, maybe more, either more with a group of friends or with your girlfriend or something, because but it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. But living in there, because it's it must be hard difficult. living in Paris, you know, it's such a big city, such a famous city, like a lot of things must happen in there, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I find living in Germany way easier because I don't, Germany makes it. Uh, like is so strict that it's really annoying sometimes that strict part of Germany mm -hmm. especially Munich but that strict park uh, part makes your life really organized and I'm, yeah. I yeah. didn't find that uh, thing in Paris when yeah. I was there so I and so you didn't like Paris I loved Paris I mean you didn't like studying there so much and then what studying in what, there what happened like so yeah um, when I was there in April you have this kind of thing that's called uh, Parcoursup. It's like... Um, so Parcoursup is a thing that you do to apply to other universities mm -hmm. in case you don't uh, succeed in what you do. Mm -hmm. Like you don't pass the exams. Mm, very considerate of them, no? It's normal. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. yeah, kind of. So uh, they put that, but it was in April. I was deep down in the you know uh, exams and mm -hmm. revisions and stuff and I really <laughs> didn't have time for it and I was lazy to do it and I was like kind of depressed and stuff so I said yeah I'll do it later I'll do it I passed the deadline I didn't pass the exam so I didn't have anything to do anymore in there in Paris because I couldn't study anything else yeah and I went back to Tunisia I had mm -hmm. medicine in Tunisia I could have done medicine but I really didn't like it so yeah I um I have relearned a German, redid all my papers and came back, came to Munich. My brother was here in the first couple of months. He helped me a little. And then, yeah, I really And you moved to here. Munich. Yeah. And I then really... you started a language school. Yeah. And that's where we met each other. Yeah, right? like exactly. We in, well, it was like B1 or B2, no. B1? B... I think I started in B1. Yeah. In B1, no? Yeah. Started, like, yeah. We met each other in the, in the German course. Am I in the frame or am I like... Nah, you're okay. I, yeah, now you are. But like this? You don't have your ears. Oh, damn. Okay, so I'm gonna stay like snapping, but I'm gonna start like this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we learn in the, in the language school. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember that you introduced yourself. And in the class of German, whenever we wanted to introduce ourselves, we needed to say our name, our age, where we're from, and our hobbies. And I remember that your first hobby that you say was, I like math. I didn't say that. I, I like math. I can't believe and I, was I like, said that. Ah, okay, you know, like, like 
understandable that you like math, but uh, like <laughs> for I, it to be as a hobby. Yeah, like, like I, my my hobby is to make uh, math operations while I'm like, <laughs> waiting for the for the train or something like that. <laughs> I swear, I'm sure I didn't say that. Maybe you misheard. Me no, <laughs> that's not because I'm a I'm a person that remembers the stuff that people say. You know, uh -huh. like like the first impression that somebody gives me. Obviously, it's not that I that I keep yeah. it in my mind, but I remember, remember that, you know. Yeah. Because after that, like we when, when was that like one year ago, two years, one, one uh, two years ago, no? Almost two years. Yeah. yeah. So, it's not that I still have that impression of you, but when I first met you, I was like, ah, okay, so this is Aziz from Tunisia. He likes math. Okay. <laughs> so those are like labels <laughs> that help me like to remember person. I'm not gonna party with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna invite him for beers, but. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask him if I need help. Uh, yeah. uh, nah, but uh, yeah, so we met in the language school. Uh -huh. And uh, what do you think about... Was it different, like, learning German in here, in, in Munich, as learning German in Tunisia? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, way better in here, no? Yeah, sure, because it wasn't... Uh, it's not the same. You learn the language in the country where they speak the language and the language in... Uh, Tunisia, like it's really not the same. Plus, I met a, really a lot of people in the language school, and we had a lot of fun, like lots of fun, and mm -hmm. it was really nice. Yeah, and it was COVID super cool. Came. Yeah, and then COVID came, and yeah, yeah, that's a super long story. <laughs> super long story. We we would need another podcast. Maybe uh, you can make another podcast. Uh, name it COVID. Yeah, talks. yeah. We will need a whole other podcast of like two hours to talk about everything of Corona. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what can you tell me are, for example, the main differences between Tunisia, Paris, and Munich? Things that just, uh, things that you're like, okay, this is characteristic of this place and this is characteristic of that place. Mm. So, actually, like Paris and Munich, like France and Germany, they don't have that much differences because they're really close countries. Mm -hmm. You can see that they're influenced by each other both of them and yeah. you can say maybe the people between all the countries like the people in germany and the people in france and the people in tunisia like they're really different like you can see that especially between germany and france oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> especially between germany and france it's really um like the the difference is really uh obvious and like really surprising because You say, like, those countries are really close to each other and yet the people are so different. Yeah. Like, at least Tunisia, we have the sea between us. Like, yeah. It's another thing, you yeah. know. But these countries, like France and Germany, they are so different. That's, that's one so of the coolest lightly. thing about Europe, no? Yeah. The, every, yeah. Everyone is so close to each other, but yet everybody has so much, like, difference of yeah. culture, you know? That's different right. languages, yeah. different everything. So that's yeah. cool. But the... Between, I'm gonna say the the difference between Tunisia and France and Germany, like uh, Europe and Tunisia, is the convenience of life. Mm -hmm. How life is convenient in here, and how it's made easier for you to live, to to enjoy life, to go out, to have fun, and to succeed in your life, to succeed in your study, to be happy, to be to feel secure, and all of that. In here, you it's it's like there is no comparison that you can make. Mm -hmm. I I guess you feel the same way with Mexico. I don't know about it, but yeah, it's it's different in yeah. its way. You know? like, yeah, it's it's different. It's not that in there. It's not good. It's yeah, really yeah. good in there. Like 
I, I can have uh, like some stories mm. like from there that I would never live in Germany or yeah. Europe. But uh, living in Europe, I think like Europe is the best pl- place to live in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. For what you said, for the countries that are really yeah, you, close. You have, you have really too different. much exposure to different yeah. persons yeah. and different cultures and opportunities yeah. that... Yeah. You That's cannot, it. you cannot That's take them. You know, it's yeah. too much. It's, it's. Yeah. But it's in, in the same way something that is the best. Yeah. You know. Exactly, and yeah. But Tunisia, the people in Tunisia are really nice people. Mm, yeah. People from Tunisia, like I have never seen nicer people in my life, like mm-hmm. than in back in my country. Because everywhere you go, you're gonna be yeah. well welcomed. And like people are gonna laugh with you. Uh, people are easy to talk to. People are easier to to have fun with. To know, like it's. So we're back after a little cut. We're talking about the Tunisian people. You were saying yeah. that they're the nicest persons. Yeah. Wherever you go, you're welcomed. Wherever you go, the fun. Like people are gonna. You're gonna have fun. You're gonna easily integrate yourself if they speak your language. Actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a lot to Do ask Do you know, for. like, if I if I speak English in there, do you think I'm okay or...? or Depends on where you are. Like, if I Obviously go to, your, to the capital if, to... Yeah, to I, like, it depends on uh, who you're speaking with or, like, more people of my, my... Like, mostly people of my generation can speak yeah. English. My generation and the one before, they can speak English. They can speak English and they're really comfortable with yeah. it. But mostly, like grown-ups, they they were here in during the colon, colonization, mm-hmm. and they, you know, like they were they were taught French. They studied in France. Like mostly, all of them used to go to France to study. And if they don't go to France, they go to another country, and then they never come back. Like those ones. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. The thing that's one thing that people in Europe don't appreciate enough. Like everybody speaks English. Everybody, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not everybody, but. Probably eighty five percent of mostly. the population in any, in anywhere, they speak English like or good enough English for you to communicate in basic things, you know, to survive. Because like you said in Tunisia, like maybe people from your generation they know English, but people from older generations don't know. It's the same in Mexico. Like maybe people from my generation they know English, but the generations of my parents they're a little bit more rusty in English, and then the generation of my grandparents like they don't know English at all. So it's difficult to communicate. And in here you go to everywhere. And everybody knows English. It's easy to communicate. Yeah. And that makes your experience being in Europe even nicer. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, it does, actually. And do you think you have changed since you moved to to Munich? Like me? Mm -hmm. You personally. Yeah, a lot. Because I went through a lot, actually. Like it's known when you move out from your parents' house and you move out from like to and start living alone, and especially here in Germany, I really experienced um, living alone and doing stuff on my own and stuff. Because when I was in Paris, I was actually always studying, and like my family was always like asking about me, you know, and uh, checking out on me because they knew how hard it was to study medicine in there. So I, I wasn't really living alone, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom would come every two months or one and a half month, and or I would go there back. So yeah, but when I came to Germany, I was really put through it, and I had COVID, and like nine months or set five months first, like uh, first. Uh, First quarantine, it was nine months, uh, five months or three months. I don't know. Yeah, like four or five. Months. Yeah, kind of. So 
we were really put through a lot yeah. and we experienced a lot and like that makes you change and mm-hmm. grow and yeah so you think you have grown so much then yeah a lot hopefully i don't know like that's for other people to say i guess but no, I you, feel you like should that. be able to say yeah. okay i have changed this aspect in this aspect i have changed in a lot of aspects yeah but that's cool like yeah growth is always the best no? yeah like every experience that we get is always like it's like experience that Kinda, we get like yeah. it's like a video game you know every time you yeah, do a little it's a like new TV star TV, uh-huh, you get like more experience and experience and yeah. experience And then you level up, no? <laughs> <laughs> and then you become a millionaire. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. You can, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> and lastly, can you tell me which are your best experience and your worst experience in, in, in here, living in Germany? Or living in Europe in general? Or no, let's keep it in Germany, yeah. Like yeah. best experience as one-time experience or like uh, in general? Like however you want to interpret it. Like, that's the question. You can interpret it however you want. My best experiences are always, like, meeting new people. Like, you know, when you first come to the country, you don't know anyone and you have to meet people. And that's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. you have the chance to start from scratch. Like, yeah. to be whoever you want. That's really cool because, I don't know, like, you have... like It's like you had a whiteboard, you erased everything and you're gonna yeah, write your story cool. again. And like the experience of meeting new people, that's also really cool. And I had it and I really enjoyed it in here in Germany because I met a really a lot of uh, different um, people from different uh, places and countries. Because in France, it was like mainly Parisian people, like French people. Mm-hmm. So uh, in here, I met you, you're Mexican, Antoine, like and Americans, uh, Americans like Albanians, uh, Switzerland, yeah, Spain, from everywhere. Yeah. like from almost everywhere, even Tunisians, like they're everywhere. But yeah, so um, that's the cool thing. That's a really good thing that I really love. And I'm, I'm, I really want to always keep moving from my country. Like, I don't want to stay in one place for a long time. I just want to keep uh, moving to new countries and keep living this kind yeah, of that's experience. A good, that's a good like, really uh, lifestyle, yeah. Yeah, I would love it. Because sometimes, even if you go to new places, they always end up becoming comfortable. Yeah, you know? yeah that's it. They, comfort zone. Yeah, and uh, then you don't appreciate those places anymore. That's it. If you keep moving always, you're gonna have new experiences without the downside of Comfort. getting used to it and feeling comfortable and getting and not appreciating those things like yeah. they should. Yeah. Yeah. But the worst experience would be like the experiences. Worst experiences would be um, uh, like you know when you have some problems and like some stuff you have to deal with mm-hmm. and you're alone because yeah. you're not living with your family anymore you don't yeah. have mom or dad to go to talk to to yeah. fix you that problem or to help you and fix so when you go home you have had a, like a really bad day or you have a really big problem or issue that you have to deal with and you just go home like you find yourself alone and and, and like you don't have you only have your friends maybe to help you or to help you morally but not like really help you so yeah yeah so that's a really downside the real downside to living uh, abroad or alone like to having this kind of experiences well, that's what i found to be the and uh, for somebody that might be listening that is going through that because everybody gets it like while you live say, abroad, like what would you say to them like yeah uh, what i say to myself is like everything gets fixed with time like 
it never can be this bad for a long time like it's gonna like tell yourself when you're into hell you're already in there you're already in the hole like the only way is out of the hell out of the hole so you just keep moving if you stop like you're gonna stop and stay in hell but if you keep moving you're gonna get out one day and it's never too bad it's never too bad like yeah. if time fixes everything like the iron man who went to prison and then 10 years later he was yeah <laughs> and robert Downey you know yeah 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 he might have thought that that was the end of his, his life. career yeah. his life and i think years... he didn't have a, a career back then yeah he used to be an actor but uh, small actor yeah ah, okay and 10 years later like yeah he's that's probably it. like you never of, know yeah. where you, where you are or where you'll be yeah so i guess that's a super good advice yeah like yeah. just keep living Keep, uh, keep going time fixes everything I guess no? keep going as you know like just like live it the way you know the way you feel it yeah yeah can I ask you about your uh, worst and best experience first my best and worst experiences of my I guess my best experience it's always having something to look forward in the day like I know that in the day everything might change or everything like i'm always gonna have something to surprise me you know mm -hmm. because i'm fortunate that i live in a place by my standards it's surprising you yeah. know every day i learn something about where i live or every day like you said i meet new persons and that's something that always fills me and makes me feel like um like makes me feel makes me appreciate my life yeah you know and my opportunities Cool. And my worst experience is probably missing my food. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, nice. Yes. Yeah, I'm missing cool. yeah. Uh, sometimes I want specific stuff that I won't have. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Obviously, my worst experience is like missing my family. Like you said, sometimes yeah. it hits you a little bit hard missing your family. Mm -hmm. But like you said, just keep going. Sometimes. It's like this, you know, life is yeah, like, like, it's like a wave. Like you go down, you go up, you go down, you go up. Yeah. So the the main point is to be like standing, like going up, you know? Come close to the frame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for the people that I'm watching the video because this is a new setting. So if yeah. I'm going back too often, it's because my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so... Thank you so much for coming, Aziz. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I think it was a me. great podcast. Thank Very you. like natural conversation. That's what I want for my podcast. Thank you. And yeah, so do you want to say something else? No, I just I just want to thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, and like to everybody, like have a good life and enjoy. Yeah, your just, life. I guess the advice of the podcast of today is just keep going. Yeah, keep going. Gets better. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, thank you so much for watching um, I'll see you in the next episode and subscribe and like and everything okay thank you bye bye <laughs> and when I tell you we finished okay how do I finish uh, just click the the space bar when I tell like, you okay one two Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed the podcast. I think it was an extremely interesting conversation about a country that I didn't know so much about. And I hope you really enjoy it. So, yeah, thank you so much for watching and see you in the next episode. Oh, and in case nobody has said this to you today, you're awesome.
Tchau.